Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Your love is kind. Thank you, Jesus. Your love is patient. You are welcome, Holy Spirit. You fill my heart Thank you, Jesus. with so much peace and joy. Thank you, Jesus. You're amazing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You make my life feel brand new. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You're amazing. You make my life feel brand new. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Jesus, you love me too much, oh. Too much, oh. Too much, oh. Excess love, oh. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, you love me too much, oh. Too much, oh. Too much, oh. Excess love, Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, you love me too much. Oh. Too much, oh, too much, oh, excess love. Oh. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, you love me too much. Oh. Too much, oh, too much, oh, excess love. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus.
Beloved in Christ, Luke 10, 1 to 12, today's gospel. The Lord appointed 72 others and sent them out ahead of him in pairs to all the towns and places he himself was to visit. He said to them, The harvest is rich, but the laborers are few. So ask the Lord of the harvest to send laborers to his harvest. Start off now. But remember, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Carry no purse, no haversack, no sandals. Salute no one on the road. Whatever house you go into, let your first words be, Peace to this house. And if a man of peace lives there, your peace will go and rest on him. If not, it will come back to you. Stay in the same house, taking what food and drink they have to offer. For the laborer deserves his wages. Do not move from house to house. Whenever you go into a house, whenever you go into a town where they make you welcome, eat what is said before you. Cure those in it who are sick and say, the kingdom of God is very near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not make you welcome, go out into its streets and say, We wipe off the very dust of your town that clings to our feet and leave it with you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God is very near. I tell you, on that day, it will not be, it will not go as hard with Sodom as with that town. Beloved in Christ, God loves us so much. In this gospel reading, we hear the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them out ahead of him. To all the towns and places he himself was to visit. It was the Lord who appointed 72 others. It means prior to this appointment of the 72, he had sent others already. The Lord appointed 72 others. It means he sent a group uh, um, other than this group earlier. And he's now sending these others also. He sent them out. To go and proclaim the kingdom. Why is the Lord interested in sending more people out there? And why is he even asking them? He said, the harvest is rich, but the laborers are few. So ask the Lord of the harvest to send laborers to his harvest. Why is the Lord interested in sending more laborers? Why is he interested in asking us to pray for more laborers? Friends, the Lord is interested in that because he wants to make sure that every individual he has created experiences the kingdom of God. And so the message of those who went earlier and this latter 72 is that 
proclaim, tell them that the kingdom of God is at hand. That the kingdom of God is very near to you. He says, whatever house you let you enter, your first word should be peace to this house. Your first words should be peace to this house. Why? Because peace is one of the embodiments of the kingdom. The kingdom of God is not about food and drink, Romans 14 verse 17, but righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is about peace. One of the embodiments of the kingdom is peace. Friends, if you have no peace within your heart, true peace, it suggests that you are not in the kingdom. Friends, and God wants us to be in this kingdom where we will be experiencing his peace and his joy. Friends, the Lord's voice speaks of peace. Peace, true peace, is one of the signs that you, you, we are in union with God and that we are living in the kingdom. Because once we are in the kingdom, we will experience and we will experience all its benefits. And its benefits include peace, joy, and righteousness in the Holy Spirit. And so the Lord wants every one of us to experience this peace, this joy. It is so dear to his heart that he cannot wait for everyone to experience it. God is eager for you to have peace. God is eager for you and I to have joy. God is eager for you and I to recognize him as our righteousness and walk in his righteousness. Friends, we are righteous because of what Christ did for us. We have been justified by Christ. Romans 5 verse 1 and 9. Friends, our righteousness is not of anybody's. It is of Christ. You are righteous, and I am righteous because of what Jesus did for us on Calvary. We must always have this at the back of our minds. We are the righteousness of God. You are the righteousness of Christ. We are righteous in Christ. Friends, and God wants us to experience his peace and his joy. Friends, when we are experiencing the peace of Christ, the joy of the Lord, that is heaven here on earth. So the Lord says, the harvest is rich, but the laborers are few. So ask the Lord of the harvest to send laborers to his harvest. Friends, God wants each one of us to be a laborer in one way or the other. In whatever capacity we find ourselves, we are supposed to be laborers for the Lord. We are supposed to proclaim, we are supposed to be proclaimers of the kingdom of God, proclaimers of peace. So it's a contradiction for a Christian to be a, a source of confusion, a source of worry, and a source of lack of peace to his neighbors. We are supposed to bring peace and carry peace to people because the kingdom of God is within us. The kingdom of God is in us. And if we are carrying that kingdom, what it means is that we are carrying peace, we are carrying joy, and we are carrying the righteousness of God. So it is a contradiction and a counter witness for the Christian to be fomenting confusion, to be fomenting war, to be fomenting disagreement and disunity. No, we are supposed to cause and bring about unity, peace, joy, and love. And Jesus knows that. He says, I am sending you, but remember, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. 
What does that mean? Jesus is telling us that it is a risk to be a Christian. It is a risk to proclaim the kingdom. It is dangerous to proclaim the kingdom. But the good news is that God is not with it. Even though it is risky, we are secured in Christ. We are protected in Christ. If we were not protected, he will not send us out like lambs among wolves. That would be wickedness on the part of God to know that we will be destroyed by wolves and send us as lambs among them. No, but he is consciously doing that to let us know that indeed he cares. What appears to be against us, what appears to be dangerous, once we walk in him and in him, we are secured in Christ. We are protected in Christ. I am sending you out like, I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. Why? Because I know the wolves can do nothing to you as long as you obey my instructions. The wolves cannot harm you. They cannot hurt you because I know and I am sending you out amongst them because I am protecting you. I am watching over you in the name of Jesus. So do not be afraid. And he goes on to say, no, carry no purse. No haversack, no sandals. In other words, he will take care of us. God will take care of us. God will provide for us. Friends, we are protected, we are provided for, and we are secured in Christ. God wants us to have this at the back of our minds. Carry no purse, no haversack, no sandals. He wants us to depend totally on him. Yesterday, he made us to understand, or two days ago, he, that he wants us to be childlike. Unless we can't childlike, we cannot enter the kingdom. In other words, unless we depend on him, like the way children depend on their parents, totally. Imagine a baby, a child, I mean, it is helpless without the parents. God wants us to acknowledge and recognize that without him, we can do nothing. Jesus says in John 15, apart from me, you can do nothing. God wants us to depend totally on him. And friends, when we abandon ourselves onto the hands of the Lord, God will take absolute control over us. That is not to say we shouldn't work or shouldn't take, uh, we shouldn't be proactive or we, shouldn't, uh, we should be careless. No, God wants us to live day in and out trusting him. No pairs. No haversack, no sandals. It means God will protect you. God will protect us. And God will provide for us. Salute no one on the road. It means we should not busy ourselves with unnecessary things. Sometimes we are unnecessarily busy occupying ourselves with activities and things that do not really matter. Things that do not promote the kingdom. Saluting people on the road. Getting distracted. God or Jesus doesn't want us to be distracted. He wants us to be focused. When you are on the mission of God, be focused. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to be, to be focused and pay attention to our mission. Not to be distracted by people. That is what it means not to salute anyone on the road. That is not to say we should disrespect people. No, 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 no. On the mission, we are on the, in a battle, so we have to be attentive and pay and, and, and be concentrating, so to speak. Whatever house you go into, let your first words be peace to this house. Our first words, it means we should promote peace. We should carry peace. Peace should be our mission. Jesus says, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. I am the Prince of Peace, and you represent me. So carry my peace wherever you go. Peace be unto this house. In other words, Jesus wants wherever we are, 
his presence to be there. God wants every house, every person to experience his peace. This peace, as I said, is an embodiment of the kingdom. So God wants everyone to enter the kingdom to experience the kingdom. Peace to this house. So friends, wherever we find ourselves, the reign of God must be present. The peace of God must reign. When there is confusion and we arrive, there should be peace. Where there is misunderstanding and we arrive, there should be understanding in the name of Jesus. Because we carry the prince of peace. And if a man of peace lives there, your peace will go and rest on him. If not, it will come back to you. In other words, we don't lose anything by giving out peace. We don't lose anything by speaking peace, by living in peace. On the contrary, we gain. We don't lose anything by promoting peace. So let us not be afraid. Let us seek peace, the peace of everyone. Take note of that. Stay in the same house, taking what food and drink they have to offer. In other words, as we go out, God has prepared some people to provide for us. God will bless us through some people. So we shouldn't be worried. God will take care of us. Friends, God will take care of us. Remember, our future is secured and we are complete in Christ. He says, for the laborer deserves his wages. Do not move from house to house. So don't, don't worry. Don't look to any man and beg and, 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 and compromise. And No, no, no. Be focused on the mission. God will take care of us. It goes on to say, whenever you go into a town where they make you welcome, eat what is said before you. Cure those in it who are sick and say the kingdom of God is very near to you. Friends, Jesus is reminding us about the fact that he has given us power to pray for the sick, to heal them. Friends, let us be proactive in doing that. Never hesitate to lay a hand on somebody. Friends, we are, we, we, we are carrying the healing power of Christ. The healer, Christ, is in us. So friends, don't forget, pray for the sick. Lay your hands on somebody who is not, who is not feeling fine. Pray for somebody who is, not, who is not feeling fine. God has given you that power to cure the sick. And Jesus says, cure those in it who are sick and say to them, the kingdom of God is very near to you. In the kingdom of God, there is no sickness. So when we carry the kingdom and arrive in a house, if there are sick people, they must be cured. Friends, and people are sick these days in so many ways. Physical sickness, emotional sickness, psychological sickness, think about it, even financial sickness, so to speak. But our presence should assure them and provide them with healing. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into East Street and say, wipe off the, wipe off, we wipe off the very dust of our, um, of our feet against you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God is very near. So even though they have not welcomed us, we should shake the dust, the feet, uh, the dust from our feet, but we shouldn't forget to still tell them that the kingdom of God is here. We should still tell them, those who are even opposing us and contradicting us and resisting us, we should not still deny them of the proclamation of the gospel of the kingdom. He said, yet be sure of this. Tell them that even though you are rejecting us, we want you to know that God loves you. Even though you are opposing us, we want you to know that God cares about you and he loves you. That is what he's telling us to do. Let us not insult anybody. Let us not fight anybody, but let us still proclaim, even in our rejection, in, when they reject us. And in other words, Jesus is telling us that we should not be surprised if some people reject us. It's part of the mission. But we should never fail to proclaim the kingdom. 
The Lord appointed 72 others and sent them out with this mission. The Lord is sending you and I to also go out there and make sure we proclaim the same message wherever we find ourselves. Yesterday, Jesus proclaimed the message, so to speak, even on the road. Friends, God invites you and I to be effective laborers to also, wherever we find ourselves, let us ensure that we are proclaiming Christ. Wherever we find ourselves, wherever and whenever, preach the word in season and out of season. Whether, it's, whether it is right or not, preach. That's what we are told by St. Paul. And God is reminding us, one key prayer topic we must all remember to pray for yourself. Ask the Lord of the harvest. Pray to the master of the harvest to send in laborers. Every day, we must consciously pray for missionaries. Pray for your pastors. Pray for your priests. Pray for your, for your catechists. Pray for everyone who is actively engaged in ministry. Friends, we need your prayers. And pray that God will send in more, more, God will touch, call that young people, many young people will respond to the call of, the call to the priesthood, the call to the religious life, the call to be lay evangelists, lay ministers of the, of the gospel. God wants us to pray consciously about that also. So he's asking us to pray. And once we pray, he said he will answer. Friends, let no day pass without you praying for your pastors, your priests, your evangelists, and those engaged in ministry. It is very, very important. Let us not forget to do that. We pray for these graces today in the name of Jesus Christ. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen.